From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Welcome to Unlock the Science. I'm Virada Salim. If you live in Bangkok, it is almost certain that the water that flows from your taps is originated from the lush forests far away from the capital. That is due to the fact that the main water sources for the city, Chao Phraya River and Maklong River, all have its headwater in the mountainous forest lands in the north and west of Thailand. However, many of the people in Bangkok do not seem to realize or even care about this fact as long as they still have running water whenever they turn on the taps. At a glance, forest and water may seem to be two unrelated things, but in truth, forest and water have very complex relation. Moreover. The forest water cycle is also very crucial for our life and livelihood, as our water security depends on the functionality of the forest water cycle. In this episode of Unlock the Science, we are going to take a closer look at the connection between the forest ecosystems and water cycle, and its importance to the water resource management. Water. Is the fundamental substance that every living thing depends on. Humans can stay alive up to two months without food, but we will die within a few days if we don't have water. Without water, lives on Earth would not exist. Although our planet has plentiful water, as 71% of the Earth's surface is covered with water, about 96% of all the Earth's water is saline ocean water. Which are mo- most of land animals and plants cannot drink or use. Only less than four percent of the water is fresh water that can be found in lakes, rivers, and streams, or locked in ice caves and glaciers. Water never sits still. Thanks to the water cycle, our planet's water supply constantly moves from one place to another, and from one form to another. As the surface liquid water evaporates into water vapors, condenses into clouds, and precipitates back to earth as rain, which then will drain into rivers and empty into the ocean. Because each part of the world has different geographic features and weather patterns, the water cycle, as part of the Earth's climate system, also differs from place to place. As the areas with drier climate get lower precipitations, while humid regions receive more rain, the uneven distribution of precipitations in part contributes to the development of the Earth's diverse ecosystems, from savanna grassland in arid regions to rainforests in rainy tropical zones. As the amount of rainfall dictates the type of ecosystem in each area. The ecosystems, especially forests, also have great impact in the shaping of local weather and water cycle. Scientists have long acknowledged that forests bring more rainfall and thus create fresh water resources, while cutting down trees consequently decreases precipitation in the region. However, a study on the link between forest cover and rainfall by Douglas Shale. An ecologist at the Norwegian University of Life Sciences 
and an associate researcher with the Center for International Forestry Research, published in 2014, showed that forests have much greater influence on the climate and water cycle than previously thought. Cheryl argued in his research that apart from the generally accepted physical properties of forests on wind and sunlight that contribute to twice as much rainfall on the forest than over open land, the biological processes in the forest also have very significant roles in creating appropriate atmospheric conditions for rain. The research found that trees in forests may contribute as much as 90% of the moisture derived from land surfaces, from water vapor they release through pores in their leaves, which is even higher than moisture from evaporation of open water. Trees also influence cloud formation by emitting carbon-based chemicals called volatile organic compounds into the atmosphere the research revealed. As the scientific community once again reiterates the role of forest ecosystems on assuring water resources in the wake of climate change, a team of researchers from the Department of Environmental Science, Faculty of Science, Jualongon University, led by Associate Professor Dr. Pantana Tongen, has initiated a project to study water cycle in Thailand's forests and its effects from climate change by collecting and analyzing meteorological and hydrological data of the forests. Up next, a the science reporter, Prat Ruti Wanarom, talked to Associate Professor Pantana Tongen about her research, which was launched as a pilot project in 2020 at Khao Yai National Park, located about 170 kilometers northeast of Bangkok. How our water resource is linked to the uh, forest ecosystem? Uh, well, just like what they say, forests are the source of water. So with this saying, we're talking about two things. First, forests like other lands receive rainfall. Then trees in the forest draw some of the rainfall and return it to the atmosphere in the form of water vapor through a process called transpiration. This water vapor is the source of atmospheric moisture that can precipitate when the conditions are right, therefore providing rainfall back to the earth. Second, the residual rainfall that is not absorbed by trees flows through multiple directions depending on the soil and topographic conditions of the forest. If this water flows horizontally along the land surface, it will then reach other ecosystems downstream acting as the main water supply to that region. However, if this water flows vertically through the soils, reaching the deep ground, then this would provide the groundwater resource, which is also the main water supply in some other region. So I would say that overall, forests are strongly linked to our water resources. As your main study area is at Khao Yai National Park, could you please tell us why do you pick these forests uh, for your study? Uh, actually, I didn't get to pick my study area, but the reason why I performed my study there is through a collaboration with researchers from the National Biobank of Thailand and Kasei Sat University, who already established permanent plots in the forest. And um, this area in Khao Yai National Park is very unique because it consists of forest 
of multiple ages, ranging from below 10 years old to more than 200 years old. And this characteristic could represent like a laboratory setting for studying forests of Southeast Asia. This is because Southeast Asia has experienced intensive land use changes, uh, resulting in forests of multiple ages, even in the same region. So I think the study sites in Kaoyai National Park would be a good initial point for comprehensive investigations on various questions in forest ecology and environmental science. Mm -hmm. And what do you learn from studying water cycle in Kaoyai National Park? Uh, actually, so far we have just focused on one part of the water cycle relating to the transpiration. Um, specifically, we built sensors to monitor water flow in trees and use the data to estimate transpiration of the trees. Our main question is to find out if tree transpiration differs between the old and the young forests and whether the trees respond differently to changing climatic conditions. And based on the preliminary analysis, we found that um, trees in the young forests respond to changing air humidity the same way, regardless of soil moisture conditions. However, those in the, gold, the old gold forests behave differently under different soil water conditions. This result may imply that with the you know, future droughts that we are expecting, some trees in the old growth forests may not perform well, while all the trees in the young forests may or may not survive altogether. Mm -hmm. However, um, more studies involving longer term and other physiological aspects of the trees are still needed to confirm this. And also we need to expand our study to cover other components in the water cycle as well. So we can say that uh, the different forest ecosystem contribute to the different water cycle in the forest. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because even trees in the same forest may transpire differently depending on the weather and soil conditions. Mm -hmm. Different forest ecosystems would also contribute to different water cycle because the amount of water drawn by trees would be different, right? And this would also affect other components in the water cycle as explained earlier. At Kaoya National Park, uh, what is the main forest ecosystem there and how is its uh, contribution to the uh, water cycle? Uh, actually, it's, it's more, it's, it's mixed. So one side is more like evergreen mm -hmm. um, dominated trees. And the other side is more, I would say drier, but mm -hmm. still quite evergreen, but less than the, the old, old side. So it's really hard to say how, how would that contribute to the, the water cycle, but based on the data that we see, the younger site, you know, with, with less evergreenness, they have um, less amount of, they transpire less amount of water. So potentially in a year, for example, they will, you know, um, draw water less than the old growth forest. Uh, but then what we really need to know is whether this total amount of water is, um, due to the, the size of the trees or due to other factors, like, mm -hmm. you know, the number of the trees or just the size of indi individuals. Can we conclude that the healthier forest ecosystem, the better for mm -hmm. the uh, water resource? Yes, overall, I would say. Mm -hmm. Although, um, if, we, if we think that we, we have forests and then um, it would absorb 
large amount of water and then it will mitigate the flood, for example. That's one way to look at it, right? But then if we look at um, the role of the forest as the water supplier, then we would not like that, right? But if you look at the part where um, forests actually release water vapor into the atmosphere, so it provides the soil moisture in the air, and that could be the source of rainfall. So I would say overall, um, it's better to have healthy forests. How you are study on water cycle in the forest benefit uh, the irrigation and water management? Um, because forests serve as water suppliers and regulators of water resources, as mentioned before, um, it would make sense that we need forests in our lives, right? However, with the climate change impacts, as we all know, forests are being threatened and may not maintain these roles. Therefore, if we could understand the governing mechanisms of the responses of forests to changing climates, we may potentially manage the forests to maintain their roles in water regulations. For example, we may be able to identify which species or category are prone to death when severe droughts come. So we can prepare to restore the area with tree species that are more tolerant to droughts, thus allowing the forest to continue supplying water to other ecosystems. That is a lot the science reporter Prat Ruti Wanarom talking to Associate Professor Dr. Pantana Tongen of Department of Environmental Science, Faculty of Science, Jilalongkorn University. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. Similar to almost every natural system, water cycle is also affected by climate change. Not only the water cycle is going to be altered as the global temperature rises, the precipitation pattern is also being threatened by climate change. According to the United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, climate change is affecting where, when, and how much water is available. Therefore, with the intensifying climate variability. Water-related extreme weather events such as droughts and heavy precipitations are expected to increase and impact water resources. Though the worst of climate impacts is yet to come, humanity has already witnessed the devastating consequences of severe floods and droughts, which have been occurring more frequently during the recent decades and affecting every corner of the planet. A report released by World Meteorological Organization in August 2021 revealed that a weather, climate, or water hazards occurred every day on average over the past 50 years, killing 115 people and causing up to 200 million U.S. dollars in losses daily. In total, there were more than 11,000 reported climate disasters, causing over 2 million fatalities and 3.64 trillion U.S. dollars in losses in the 50 years from 1970 until 2019. According to their report, droughts are by far the deadliest climate hazard as the severe water scarcity claimed over 650,000 lives globally, followed by storms with 570,000 deaths and floods with 58,000 deaths in the same period of time. 
It is not beyond expectation that more and more destructive weather-related climate disasters will continue to wreak havoc on every continent and cause extensive damages to people's lives and economy, as the global temperature is expected to continue to rise in the decades to come. Forests are Thailand's primary water resources, as the precipitations that the forests bring and collect feed all major rivers of the country. Understanding of the change in the forest water resource and precipitation pattern is crucial for coping with impending climate hazards in the future. Alok the science reporter Prat Ruti Wanarom talks more to Associate Professor Pantana Tongen of Department of Environmental Science, Faculty of Science, Jualongon University, to learn more about the efforts to measure climate impacts on forest water resource in her project at Khao Yai National Park. As we had learned that the changing climate is shifting weather system and water cycle throughout the world, including mm-hmm. Thailand. How climate change affect a water cycle in the forest? Well, climate change exerts impacts on forest water cycle through affecting the trees in the forest. Um, when we talk about the climate change impacts on forests, we mainly discuss about drought. Um, drought is um, also predicted to be become more intense and more frequent, and longer duration in our region. So, if droughts do occur in the future, trees may die. Actually, there are some evidence in the Amazon that large amount of trees, I mean, uh, large areas of trees already experience drought-induced mortality. So if we experience droughts, definitely trees cannot you know, maintain their roles. They cannot absorb the rainfall and return some water vapor back into the atmosphere. And also we don't have the things for us to mitigate flooding. So I think overall, yeah, the climate change will will definitely affect the water cycle in the forest. From your study at Kauya National Park, did you notice any change in the forest ecosystem and water cycle due to the climate change? Right. So, so far, we have no conclusive evidence for this. Like I said before, this is still in the beginning phase of the study, and we still need to expand our studies, you know, covering all components in the water cycle. Um, but right now, we are only looking at the transformation from the trees, and we would like to go further into the mechanisms, how the, the trees govern the amount of water loss to the atmosphere. So... I'm sorry, I may not have the, the answer for this it's one. All right. <laughs> and for the next question, yeah. how, how can your study offer a solution to the climate change and uh, our water resource? Okay, so our study mainly focuses on the responses of trees in the forest to climate change impacts, which is directly linked to transpiration, right? And because transpiration is a major component in forest water cycle, which affects the amount of water outflow as the water supply, both to downstream ecosystems and groundwater resources. And our main technique is using the custom-made sensors to continuously estimate transpiration of the forest, which if can be maintained for decades, can be used to develop models for predicting the amount of water supply from the study forest. So I believe that our study, if being continuously supported, can offer solutions to the climate change impacts to water resource 
um, especially near Kaoyai National Park, though, by providing tools for monitoring the capacity of forests for water supply and for predicting the outflow from forests to foresee whether it would be disastrous or not. What should we do to preserve the forest ecosystem uh, that provides uh, our essential water resource? Right. So, yeah, based on that, the most obvious way to preserve the forest is not to damage them, right? Make mm -hmm. them stay healthy. Um, and this can be achieved by various methods, like not doing any harms to the trees by cutting them or exploiting them by, um, for commercial purposes without restoration. Mm -hmm. I think these approaches are meant for a large scale policy action. But if we are talking about individuals, I believe anything that we do to decelerate climate change would also help preserve the forest. For example, we could do simple things like trying to reduce CO2 emission by using less energy or even planting more trees in our gardens, for example. As right now, our country has the main focus on the water management and irrigation. Mm. Do you, do you have any plan to incorporate your work and help the authority with, with your data from, for the research to uh, improve our uh, water management and irrigation? Yes, that's our ultimate goal. Um, but this would not probably be soon because we still need to perform more comprehensive studies that as, as I told you before. And that um, the studies need to cover large um, area, larger area, maybe more forest types, and also longer duration. Um, yeah, talking about multiple years, for example. But anyway, what we plan to do is to collect these data as long as possible. So right now we are collecting data at um, half hourly intervals, and it's been running for almost two years continuously. And it takes um, time and I would say a lot of money to maintain the system because in the forest, there's no um, electricity and we have to use the solar cells as the main um, you know, power supply. So it costs quite a lot. So, but I hope that we can continue this for as long as possible so that we could build large data set to develop the model um, modeling approach to predict the outflow from the forest and also, um, maybe for flood prevention and water management, I believe. <laughs> and also we, we hope to, to like make this site at Kaoya National Park as the, 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 the first, um, you know, the systematic monitoring site so that we can replicate similar studies in other forests. Mm -hmm. Do you have any plan yet to expand uh, the project to the other forest? Not really, because I want to do it here in Kaoya National Park, you know, as, as much as possible first. In the current age of climate crisis, humanity needs not only urgent actions to decarbonize our society as to stop the warming of the world's climate and avert human-caused climate catastrophes, but we also need to simultaneously prepare climate adaptation plans in order to cope with extreme events and disasters that are already brought by climate change. As Thailand is listed among top 10 countries that are most vulnerable to water-related disasters, according to World Bank study, the country is greatly in need of efficient disaster management plans and warning systems. 
in order to ensure the country's readiness in preventing and mitigating climate hazards. However, Associate Professor Dr. Pantana pointed out that before we can come out with proper disaster preparedness measures, we need to have real-time environmental and hydrological data to measure impacts of climate change and forewarn any upcoming disasters. Since forest ecosystems have substantial influence on local precipitation pattern and also provide majority of the country's water resource, she said Tulalongon University's project to study and monitor climate impacts on the forest water cycle and hydrology is another important jigsaw piece that helps us understand the full picture of climate situation. By having collections of meteorological data from the forest to work with, we can measure water situation and the amount of outflow from the forest and more precisely forecast the upcoming floods and droughts, which allow the authorities to more effectively plan water resource management and disaster prevention plan, she said. Alok the Science would like to thank Associate Professor Dr. Pantana Taungen of Department of Environmental Science, Faculty of Science, Jualangon University, for sharing her study and knowledge with us. I hope you enjoy our program. You can listen to Alok the Science on Jula Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website, curadio.jula.ac.th, and our Facebook page. Our show is also accessible as podcasts, including on Apple and Spotify. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the Science is edited and produced by Simfa Tunsorawood. 